El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, who knows? Joining me today, he is the co-host of a fantastic podcast called 12 Questions that you can hear right here on the Unpops Network. He also sells his own brand of hot sauce. How about that shit? Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Yates. Also joining me, she used to host and co-host a few different podcasts on the Unpops Podcast Network. She's still a fantastic comedian who you should go see tell jokes sometime if that's ever legal again. We're always happy to have her here. Ladies and gentlemen, Cindy Aravina. It's going to be a great show. everybody welcome to unpopular opinion i'm your host adam todd brown joining me as co-host this week Ooh, my favorite co-host of all no co-host but i do have a couple of guests for example first time guest dave yates even though he hosts a podcast on this network i'm just a, a terrible network yeah I'm, I'm new business on unpop so i'm low on the totem pole uh for <laughs> There's but a huge waiting list for hosts to get yeah. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's my, it's like Green st- Bay Packers season tickets. It's years and years yeah. and years. That's the 12 questions podcast, by the way, Dave, how's it going? Yeah. It's oh, good. and Anna, uh, sweet. I love Anna. Yeah. Me and Anna Valenzuela host 12 questions podcast. It's a, uh, it's a uh, loosely based in 12 step recovery, but we have all kinds of guests on. So uh, check us out. Uh, 12 questions podcast on unpops um i'm okay i'm i'm uh i'm out in these streets trying to tell these jokes and pay my bills uh so uh you know are you on the road right now uh no i'm at home Mm. at the moment but i'll be in san francisco adjacent this friday so oof good luck traveling is (laughs) traveling is such a thing right now i hate flying with a mask so much i've had to do it twice Ugh. oh twice adorable Um, (laughs) I did. I I flew probably four times this past week. So yeah, we did an episode about COVID in the sky not too long ago, and we're talking about COVID on the ground this week. Also with Cindy Aravina, who hasn't been on the podcast I think since COVID started. Maybe. Oh yeah, it's been it's been quite some time. I don't remember the last time I did any podcast. I probably did a couple over the pandemic, but I don't know. Well, it was very sad for a long time. Nothing was funny. What did, what did I want to talk to a microphone for? Yeah. It's been, oh, what what was sad? What was happening? I don't know. Oh, was, I mean, the world, you know. Yeah, I didn't know. I think <laughs> what was sad every waking moment of my life. Yeah, I mean, it still is. It still is. It's a little more pal- palatable. We're, we're more used to it now. So, uh, Cindy used to host a podcast on the network called You Do What? And used to co-host mm-hmm. Brouhaha. So uh, you all know Cindy. We yeah. all know Cindy. What is happening in the background that looks like a very good kitty? Oh, yeah, that's Faye. She's, uh, she does that. She's trying to get up to the window to look out of it. But oh. it's, it, that's a hard one for her to get because my art table is in the way. She might do it. You can so. do it, Faye. <laughs> you can do it. But 
Yeah, I've been I've been all right. Um, most of the pandemic for me was spent um, helping my friend make artisan pizzas out of his uh, downtown apartment. Now he lives in a, a house um, in Jefferson Park. Oh, on, on pizza money? He bought a house <laughs> with pizza money? No, he didn't I, buy it. No, no, it. he's still renting. He's definitely still renting. But he was just <laughs> like, yeah, this, uh, this downtown lifestyle is no longer for me. So he got out. I would like to let everyone know Faye did make it to the window. She did. She, she certainly did. did. So <laughs> there's one positive development this week. Yeah, we're, we're talking about COVID on the podcast this week. I've heard of it. I've yeah, of I kind of thought we'd maybe be done doing COVID episodes by August 2021 when this pandemic first dropped back in, uh, you know, anywhere back, from back November when, 2019. Back when this hot pandemic mixtape dropped. Yeah, <laughs> back when COVID first hit the streets. Yeah, and here we are well over a year later, and mm-hmm. now we're still talking about it. It's, it's, it's really seeming it's like COVID. It's become a part of us. It's, it's literally who we are now. We are, we are covid it is yeah. the fabric of this nation, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're specifically talking about COVID deniers this week just because there's so many stories about COVID deniers. It's such a broad range from, like, entertainment to law enforcement to just regular people. Every COVID denying is hot right yeah. now. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it, it's, you have to choose a side any, anymore. It's like either, either you're down with the, with the science or you're down with the sickness. <laughs> That's right. I just made a disturbed joke. But it's it's it is. It's it's the unfortunate thing that we're living through right now is is you have to pick a camp. And and so many people, especially people in the public eye, like you know, I, I read through all the articles. It's just like not to lead into you're probably leading into it, but it's just like like Eric fucking Clapton and Van Morrison. It's like it's like really you have more money than fucking God, and this is what you're choosing to do with that money. Like they're they're doing all these things under the guise of like helping live musicians stay afloat. Like it's like you could literally shut your fucking mouths and use some of your money and just send it to all these musicians. Yeah, but no, no, you got to make fucking third rate fucking hacky blues licks. They're like stand stand up for your freedoms. <laughs> And wave yeah. your dick like the American flag or the Britain flag. Yeah, that is that is the first thing I want to talk about. Eric Clapton and Van Morrison's goddamn Ugh. anti-vaccine song. Eric Clapton is one of the most disappointing people in general. I'm disappointed by how much acclaim he gets when he's got like maybe five good songs. He's a decent guitar player, but he's not one of the greatest guitar players of all time. That's fucking absurd. He's the greatest no, guitar player... He's a hack. He's yeah. always been a hack. Like he he's he's made his career and living off of stealing blues licks from black men. Yes. And then it's like, look, if you're going to do that, do that shit, but shut your fucking mouth while you do it. You know, there's plenty of there's and I'm not saying white people can't play blues. That's not what I'm fucking saying. It's like he's leaned into a culture that he's clearly fucking stolen from. And now we're supposed to fucking take advice from this chud. On, on on freedoms, you dry, your kid fell out a fucking window. You can't even take care of a child. You can tell me about what the fuck <laughs> a vaccine does. Get the fuck out of here. You couldn't even hire a babysitter with all that money. No, fifty three stories that kid went down because you're a fucking chud and a terrible parent. And that song sucked. Oh, tears in heaven. Tears in heaven. Yeah. That's the thing that though. Song. Is like, would we still care about Eric Clapton if his son didn't die? Yeah, would we know his name? 
I mean, I, I'm sure we know his name, but like, would we <laughs> I, still, I still be heaven. relevant today? Because like, Tears in Heaven kind of like really solidified him in like that old dad rock Hall of Fame kind of, and like his his you know close connection with the Beatles and all that. And it's just like I don't know. I I can't see like how he could have stayed relevant had he not had that. Dr- not and it's awful. I feel bad for him, and I feel that you know losing a child, especially that young. To such a oh, tragic yeah, accident, it fucks with your brain. Yeah, horrendous. Yeah, and Cream was a phenomenal band. I'll, yep. I'll give it to Cream. I'll give it to Cream. But Solo Clapton. I mean, look, I'm not trying to make light of the fact that the kid died. And too, if we want to, if if we want to go, if we want to go in on this, that could have been what broke him mentally. Could be. Yeah. You know, there there are through lines to. The people that are COVID denying, anti-vax, anti-mass is like there's mental illness there, mm-hmm. and you can't argue that. And when extreme grief happens, like the loss of a child in such a horrendous way, I can understand how that could break a, a man's. You know, so I I can have empathy for that part, mm-hmm. but I have no sympathy that you're using your platform to really keep pushing us deeper in this. Like you say, you want to save musicians and get musicians back to work, but you are literally doing the thing that's preventing people from going back to fucking normal, which is like scaring people away from getting this vaccine that's going to keep people out of hospitals. Also, the song just sucks. Oh, it's... Yeah, the stand and deliver song, it's, it's fucking dog shit. It was pretty bad. It's the, a, lick, it's... The, the blues, the solo's lazy. It's fucking... I, I, you could have made this song. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's fucking terrible, and it's a team up between Van Morrison and Clapton. And I still, I think Clapton is a bit ahead of Van Morrison in my book, just because Van Morrison is someone I have no feelings about, like what mm-hmm. good or bad he is. A See, non- I love some Van tunes, but that's the thing. It's like here, here we go down the, the rabbit hole of like, can you still enjoy the music now that we know that there are humongous piles of shit. Like, do you not cringe every time a Michael Jackson song comes on? I do now. Oh, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. In public spaces. Yep. I'm like, how are you still allowing... Like, I, the lobby of the hotel I was staying at in D.C. was playing, I think, a uh, pretty young thing. And I'm just like, ah, man, this is a jam. But I literally cringe every time I hear this shit now. It's an especially weird title for a Michael Jackson song in retrospect. Oh, yeah. I did that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> I make dozens of dollars doing stand-up comedy, Adam. So mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a line from this goddamn song, or a few lines: "Stand and deliver." You let them put the fear on you. Stand and deliver. But not a word you heard was true. But if there's nothing you can say, there may be nothing you can do. Do you want to be a free man, or do you want to be a slave? Ah, we're in a COVID mask, just like slavery. Yeah, yeah just like. That that's all. I read that line too. It's just like you you literally are referencing slavery after you fucking felched black people's music your entire career. Oh God, yes, yeah. The I okay. I'm a substitute teacher too. I teach uh, elementary school. I remembered Shout this was actually teachers. pretty uh pretty like a few months maybe before the pandemic started. I can't remember exactly, but. Um, I was subbing in this third grade class and they were talking about the pilgrims and this one girl raises her hand. We're like going over this worksheet and she's like, yeah, weren't the, uh, weren't the pilgrims, they were kind of like, 
slaves in England and they had to escape so they could have freedom here. And I was, I, I really was caught off guard by that. Cause I was like, is the teacher teaching you this? Are your parents teaching you this? I don't know how to proceed. Yeah. That's My a- vote would always be the parents. Like I've got friends. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I know this teacher. She seems smart. Yeah. And that like the only good way that conversation is going to go is See, we shouldn't be mad at people who are fleeing persecution to come here. And I'm sure that's not the direction they meant to go in. Yeah, definitely not. No. Big, big problem. This is a quote from Eric Clapton about this collaboration. There are many of us who support Van and his endeavors to save live music. He is an inspiration. The British accent. Come on, buddy. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Here we go. (laughs) There are many of us who support Van in his endeavors to save live music. Yes. He is an inspiration, he is. We must stand up and be counted because we need to find a way out of this mess. The alternative is not worth thinking about. Live music might never recover in it. In it. I like how that is the unthinkable alternative, is that we lose live music. It's like we are losing millions of people to this shit yeah, I, yeah. And, and and again I, I mean i know i said this before it's like he's got enough money to literally send money to these people like writing a writing a hackball song to raise <laughs> funds when you could literally shut your fucking mouth have your beliefs and just send these people money if you truly cared because it's not about saving life music it's about hear my opinion I've got a against-the-grain opinion. I'm an old fucking chud. That's what it is. The only people who are going to buy these songs are anti-fax types. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a market there. Like, I'm not going to deny the you pick a side and you can make money off your side. I mean, there's been there's been great comics who have turned far-right free speech chuds. I know that a few. I knew, that, I, that, that I knew pre- pre-pick aside America and it's like man you were so good and you went the easy route now I'm not saying everybody on the left who's a comic like at at most I'm I'm more middle of the road than most people but like and I truly believe that some people on the far left are just as fucking bad as people on the right you know and if you're a pandering fuck you're a pandering fuck like I don't care what yeah. material you're doing but there's so many people that i've seen go the i'm gonna pander to the right free speech i'm white i should get to say the n-word kind of bullshit and they have an audience and they'll and they sell tickets and and it's fucking disgusting but there is a flip side to that there are musicians who are going the opposite direction mm-hmm. case in point jason isbell who i fucking love jason isbell he's the best he was one of the first really high profile musicians to start mandating proof of vaccination at his shows. And if you're unfamiliar, he is pretty high profile. He wrote one of the songs for A Star Is Born. Not Oh, did he? Yeah, the yep. the one Bradley Cooper sings by himself. Maybe it's time is the name of the song. Oh, yep. okay, okay. Yep. He wrote that. Wow. He sure did. He, and he's uh, one of the best singer-songwriters of the last 10, 20 years. Like his album Southeasterner cover to cover so, Pound for pound, one of the best 
singer songwriter albums of the past decade. Yeah. He's a pretty young guy too. He he's maybe like in his late twenties, early thirties, or is he? Does he just look really young? I think he's probably pushing forty by now. Oh, okay. He, the wow, first time I heard him was on. A, he used to be in a band called the Drive By Truckers, and they had yep. an album that came out in two thousand three, I think, called oh. Decoration Day. Yep. And, uh, and then that's... he got kicked out of the truckers, didn't he? Because he was drunk, and then he got sober and did his solo career. Yeah, he he got kicked out for uh, just being a drunken asshole, and then mm-hmm. stayed that way for a few albums. He's got a couple solo albums that are yeah, and then he got sober and made Southeastern, and he's been fucking mm-hmm. huge ever since. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, people were not happy that he started mandating vaccines because he moved, even though he's a very very liberal person politically right he's still like an alt country country rock type musician so he's still got to navigate in a lot of anti-vax and anti-mask circles and when he announced that he was mandating vaccines like even his fellow country musicians started uh, criticizing him on twitter case in point mark broussard who i'm not familiar with said this the unclean may not attend. The poor may not attend. The ignorant may not attend. Who knew Jason was so bourgeois? Thought he was a blue-collar type of guy. Never met him, so I can't say for sure. But yeah, this is some elitist shit here, fella. And hey, uh, I love, I love how he went from biblical language all the way down to Phil. Look here, look here, guy. Look at here, friend. <laughs> That's also very insulting to, like, his own... Because this was another country star that said this. Yeah. Who's yes. never met him. So, unequally rich, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> artist. Yeah, probably not. Jason is, no, Bell, not I as think. Yeah. I, but I would say to, to to garner any... I mean, success is a spectrum. Like, I mean, there's, there's plenty of comedians that make a living doing stand-up that you've never heard of. So this could be just one of those guys where he, he does well enough to have his own fan base. And then he wants to come at someone like Jason, which on top of it, like... I literally was at, I worked a sober table at a Bob Weir show up at the Greek in Berkeley. And you weren't getting into the outdoor venue unless you had either a proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test within the past 72 hours. They limited the capacity. No one fought. No one complained. And these are dirtbag hippies. (laughs) Bob Weir is the lead singer of the Grateful Dead. These are the dirtiest people on the planet. And they were still like, oh, yeah, we're going to get vaccinated so we can go see the show. Yeah, the Grateful Dead, I think they call themselves Dead and Company now, are one of the other really high profile bands that have started mandating that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And it's amazing to see people come out of the woodwork. You know, like you, you would assume that everybody who's a dead fan or a fish fan or whatever, but these bands are touring and trying to survive doing it. Not that fish needs the money to survive or the Grateful Dead need the money, but like they're literally trying to do with whatever the fuck Clapton was trying to do, which is keep live music going. And there are people like, oh, oh, how dare you do? How dare you? My, my rights. How dare you make me get a shot or show a card? Like, I mean, it's not saying you have to get the shot. It's like. Prove that you're not fucking riddled with COVID before you come to this group of people. That's all they're asking. Yeah, it's it's the same thing with people being up in arms about words they can't say. It's like you can say them. There's just going to mm-hmm. be repercussions. Yeah, yeah. and Free, no one's freedom of you... speech is not freedom of consequences. Mm, Go ahead, no. say your shit. Say yeah. your shit. But when no. you get popped in the fucking mouth for saying it, yeah, and no one's saying you have to get vaccinated. You just can't go to see the fucking Grateful Dead if you don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's Why not... did these whiny babies just steal a vaccine card and fill it out like they were telling 
telling us a few months ago that people were I mean, doing that. People, and that's the reality. It's like these paper cards. And that's the unfortunate part is it's going to because people are not doing the simplest thing, which is get vaccinated, get your little card and, and try to go back to living your life as safely and normally as possible. Uh, what's going to happen is you're pushing people into now you're going to have to be tracked via via like a clear app. Like, have you heard of this? Like, clear, yep. the same people that do the uh, get on the plane early, like pre-TSA checkpoint, clear is getting into the market of these digital vaccine cards. And it's, it's fucking wild, where it's like you're going to have to upload all your medical information into this fucking private company's app in order to pass and get scanned, which... That's that's the these people that are like oh my rights. It's like well you're pushing against literally having a paper card, and now yeah. you're gonna get fucking tagged. They're gonna march us right into a much bigger crackdown on exactly. our privacy and freedom. And the thing exactly. is, I know there are people on the left who will be like, I want it. I want the government to start tracking people for COVID. And it's like, what about the history of this government makes you think they're going to turn that switch off when COVID's over? They won't. They won't. And that's the stupidity of the the large majority of people right now. They are literally pushing us faster into what they don't want. So like this perceived stripping of the freedoms that's happening now, quote unquote, air quotes, uh, is nothing compared to the government literally is going to have to step in and put harsher infractions and restrictions because y'all can't fucking go to the CVS because more rights. More rights. Yeah, yeah it's you know, insane. They, I think a lot of these anti-vax types and anti- like COVID deniers who are so uh, beholden to Trump don't even realize that Trump's Department of Justice passed a law saying that intentionally spreading COVID is an act of bioterrorism. And if they think the government's not going to roll that out against them at some point, if these anti-mask rallies become a thing, like they didn't pass that law for nothing. Like it's it could very well be used against these people at some point. And no one gave a shit when it happened because it was it was Trump. No, yeah, no. And, 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 And the unfortunate part of all of this is and like I said, it people don't see how how similar they they sound. You take someone from the far left who who wants to scream at, let's say, black black Americans who are reserved against getting the vaccine, uh, and for rightfully so. Like, if you know anything about the Tuskegee Airmen, of course, yeah. black black Americans might be a little bit reserved getting the vaccine. So you're screaming at this group of people who our government has consistently fucked over and injected with bullshit. Yep. You know, but you, but you want to scream rather than find the empathy like i think everybody should get vaccinated don't get me wrong here Mm -hmm. but like i have empathy for certain groups of people that are like "Mm." you know you can you can be an unvaccinated person and still be trying to operate with masks hand washing distance not going out be like hey i can't get the vaccine because i'm immunocompromised which there's really no proof that (laughs) that you shouldn't you know but again like it's I, I have empathy, but I have no fucking sympathy for a lot of these extru- extremist people because it just pushes everybody further away. It just it, yeah. it's we are so on the opposite ends of the gymnasium now that I, there's nary 
a chance in my mind that anybody's going to be in the middle on fucking anything anymore. There's an interesting twist to the Jason Isbell thing in that the the thing he's running up against by performing in Texas, for example, is Texas Governor Greg Abbott passed a law recently that says venues cannot impose vaccine mandates for live shows and things of the like. And so he had to cancel one show and then this other venue called Billy Bob's uh, in Fort Worth, Texas. Like, you don't expect Billy Bob's to be the fucking pro-vaccine hero in this, but they agreed to hold this show. And the general manager, Marty Travis, said, uh, for one, he spent the next few days just getting called Hitler online for letting this Jason Isbell show happen. And then uh, this is a quote. I don't care if they call me Janet Jackson. I don't know what that means, but... She's a she's a really big diva. <laughs> but moving on, let's just get to the show and have a good time and move on to our next gig. It's not that big a deal, but man, it is uproar city down here. Like I ripped the picture of the Pope in half. Marty seems cool. <laughs> I like Marty, guy rips. Yeah, I it's it's so funny to me that you got a guy who literally runs a venue called Billy Bob's, and he's like, "Hi, hey man. Like I just want to do my job." <laughs> I want to. I want to hear the. I want to hear the tunes again, man. So let's just like, come on. Let's all get together and do the thing. But the yeah. funny part, though, about that uh, Rolling Stone article is like he's not even necessarily, you know, everyone get vaccinated. He's he's very pro money because at the end of the article, he's like, "Shit, we got a fucking Kid Rock here, and he can give a shit about nothing. I'm gonna let him do whatever he wants." And it's like, yeah, he's very pro. Like he's like, I'm gonna make money regardless. The only thing I'm gonna be missing out on from this is just not having the support from the government, basically. Right, but he's also risking losing like his liquor license. Yeah, and that too. All that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. he booked Kid Rock. I missed that part of the article. So it was like at the very, very end. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. No, and he, is, and he, and that's the you know, the, I mean, he literally needs to make a living. Yeah, and he's going to do whatever it takes to make that living. Which is, if Jason Isbell wants vaccine proof of vaccines and mass mandates and, and proof of uh, negative COVID tests, like he's going to do that shit. It's this. It's. It's the pri- it's the same thing in the private sector how like yeah I can require you to wear a mask to come into my store uh, just the same way as if you don't got any fucking shorts on and you come in with your dick waving around I can be like hey please leave this at Seven Eleven yeah yeah and it's like I it, I always think of seatbelt laws when I think of this kind of thing because that's the same thing like that's the government kind of mandating that you take a step to protect yourself while you're doing a thing. And I assume there was some pushback against that at first, but like, what a stupid thing to push back against. Like, no, I want the right to die in my car because I don't want my shirt to get wrinkled. Like, fuck you. I mean, that, a lot of people did feel that way when seatbelts first came out. Like, I had a, my friend's mom, I remember riding in the car with her at age 16 and she wasn't wearing her seatbelt. She was like, I don't care. She was very much like, it's my right to not wear my seatbelt. I don't care. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so insane. It's insane. But that, but that, it, that leads, I mean, that leads into what's happening. I mean, it is Darwinism. A little bit, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you mean? A lot of bit. We're <laughs> finally, we're finally getting to a point where all the knowledge in the world, you have the, every question you've ever wanted answered in your pocket of your cell phone and yet you want to remain ignorant to the point where we are as advanced medically as we have ever been and yet people are still dying because of fucking stupidity i mean look our earth can't handle 
the amount of people that we currently have on the planet. And this is going to sound morbid as fuck. I don't want anybody to die. I know what it feels like to lose someone that you care about. It hurts a lot. Um, But also, we are running out of resources at a rapid rate because people live to be way too fucking old. So if we're wiping out stupidity, I guess so be it. But the problem is, is that my mom might die because you're a fucking moron. That's the problem. Yeah, Yeah, and... I've said this a few times on the podcast. I don't know how or why these people aren't taking into account that the conspiracy could be the part where people are saying the vaccine is dangerous because who is that ultimately killing off? Like it's killing off for one thing, the most disobedient segment of the society, like all the, all the rabble rousers who have shown a tendency to just openly disrespect the government and ignore their intentions and directions, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing all the time, but they're also the ones who are going to die from this. Yeah. And it's way easier, I'm assuming, to spread misinformation that kills people as opposed to making a vaccine that, what, only kills a select group of people? Not that ethnic it, it, not weaponry even, has not never been like, Look, it's like it would be on every fucking cover of every news outlet, every newspaper, if there was an abundance of deaths from being vaccinated. But then here's here's their, no pun intended, Trump card. It's like, well, they're just not telling you how many people are really dying of this vaccine. Yeah. It's like Cindy said earlier, it's it's a money thing. The, the, the left media has just as much money to make as right media mm-hmm. by, we got to sell newspapers. We got to sell yep. clicks. And the title on my article is going to make people click on this fucking article, you know, rather than it's it's, hey, maybe if we all could prove like like it's like like the marijuana thing. Like if marijuana could kill you, it would be on every newspaper from here to fucking Tasmania. But it can't. It doesn't like when the the bootleg vape cartridges were killing people like we took out a whole fucking industry that didn't deserve it because of that like Mm -hmm. jewel died because bootleg vape cartridges killed a few people and they were Mm -hmm. two completely different things but yeah you sure heard a lot about it when that when vaping was killing people fun postscript to the jason isbell story texas governor greg abbott has tested positive for covid recently i i really hope he pulls through by the time this episode goes up i mean he's vaccinated he'll be he'll be fine. Is he? Yeah. What he's a... fully vaccinated. And I I don't know. If, someone said he had a booster. I don't think that's true. I think it was just like a Twitter joke. But he's, I don't yeah, think he's anybody's got boosters yet. No, no one has. Unless they've like snuck it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I stole yeah, a couple he's, he's round three. <laughs> I stole a couple doses when I got my second one. I've actually had five <laughs> COVID vaccines. Yeah, I got my shot and then got back in line and fucking be like, oh. <laughs> No, 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 this arm, the other arm. On the bright side, at least Sean Hannity gets it finally. Uh, Yay. He recently, it only took 600,000 dead Americans. He said this on a recent episode. Please take COVID seriously. I can't say it enough. Enough people have died. We don't need any more deaths. You and your doctor make a very important decision for your own safety. Take it seriously. And I mean, great, but fuck this dude right Mm -hmm. in the face still. Yeah, my favorite part of that clip is at the very beginning, he says, quote, like we've been saying, it's like, since when? Since today? Tuesday. Yeah. Since Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> since, since this show started, like we've been saying. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, someone, it's always. Someone he, know, someone he knows got it and died. 
Totally, totally. Oh, yeah, for sure. Someone That's what close, it boils down to. Not even just someone he knows, like, mm-hmm. uh, acquaintance level. Like, someone mm-hmm. he close to him. Yep, because it finally, finally personally affected this person. Yeah. And that's the reality is like you'll read in articles where a lot of these COVID deniers are like, I've got XYZ amount of friends that never got it. You know, so that's when when it's not personally affecting you, it's hard. It's, I mean, for anybody in America these days to have empathy towards any fucking group of people that's not you yourself and your immediate family. It's so hard to to convince anybody to have empathy for anybody. So what he's doing now is he's been finally affected by it. In some way, I don't know what that is because that information I don't have. But that's the tone of a man that's Mm -hmm. someone he cares about has gotten it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, yeah, I mentioned that on an episode a couple weeks ago. Like a lot of this is driven by this thing where a lot of people just can't imagine someone having motivations that go beyond their own personal shit. Like it's, it's, it's such a fucking nightmare. It's the American way, honey. We're on your own. Sure that's, is. I, yeah, we stop giving a shit. Like, we stop caring about our neighbors. Yeah, very yeah. much. I like. I, I'm 35, and when I grew up, we knew our neighbors. I don't like, know any knew. of my neighbors. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I know I've, all of my neighbors where I live. Yeah. I've known one neighbor in like the past 10 years, and it's because he ambushed me in the stairway and was like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm your neighbor." And it's like, "All right, I guess we're neighbors now." He was cool. Shout out to Four. His name was Four. Hell yeah, right? Four. Yeah, cool. So uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. All right. So now let's talk about COVID deniers dying of COVID. This is a thing that when it happened the first time or two, it was like, oh man, this is funny. But now it's just getting to be a depressing reminder that we're never going to get over COVID. Yeah, it's so sad. And like you picked a really good array of articles that kind of spanned like the beginning Mm -hmm. of the shutdown, even to as recently as like a couple months ago. And it's it was just so sad to read, like, just how nothing has really changed for these people. And it was really heartbreaking. Just mm-hmm. there was one article where the guy who died was 34 and he was like tweeting or posting on Facebook from his hospital bed, like, God's going to take mm-hmm. care of me. And then the pastor is like, he was such a generous guy. I'm like, oh, he donated so much money to the church. And yep. yeah, yeah. It, it really sucked to read those ones. It sucks to read any of them. Yeah. And, and two, you know, like I'm like I'm middle left leaning politically. And it's like some people that are like doing fucking cartwheels over the fact that these I mean, yes, we all love a good fucking dose of irony. But like it people on the right are seeing people on the left doing fucking cartwheels over COVID deniers dying. And it strengthens their resolve to yep. hate. Mm-hmm. And that's it, my whole fucking being just wishes people could come to the middle but there isn't anymore there isn't it's a political wasteland being in the middle to be like hey people on the left the fact that you're throwing a party because these like i can see the funny in it i i I write dick jokes for a living i'm not an authority on what's not funny versus what's funny but like yeah like you read these articles and you're like uh like they deserve it but also like i feel for this motherfucker because he got fed a fucking heaping pile of lies and he ate it up and now his family died. Yeah, I I felt it, it was uh, an unpopular opinion well, at the well. time, but I kind of felt the same way about Trump getting COVID and people being so excited that he might die. It's like, I get it, but do you understand what kind of catastrophe it is when your mm-hmm. president dies? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not 
That's not a smooth situation. Yeah, you, you've got you've got shock the gay out of them. Mike Pence coming down the pipe. Like, you, <laughs> yeah, it's it's chaos. And beyond that, that wasn't going to change any minds. No. They would there would have just been a conspiracy that the libs killed Trump with COVID. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Like it would have made things so infinitely worse. But mm-hmm. I get it. Like I get why people reveled sure. in it. But one hundred percent, I get harder. it. When I read these articles, I, I get it. I'm just like. Yeah, of course, dum-dum. Of course, you're in the predicament you're in. But that's the thing. It's just, it's so many people on the left are just blindly, you know, yelling on the internet, happy day, happy day for America. This fucking chud who didn't think COVID was real, his father died of it. Pew, 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 pew. And it's like, (laughs) and it's like, man, like. You, you don't see the forest through the trees, bro. Like, yeah. like it's only going to make the people on the right hate the people on the left that much more. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you don't have to write the hottest take about people dying every single time it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's happening all over the world. One of the stories we had in here is a, a 60-year-old Norwegian guy named Hans Christian Garder. He spent most of covid up to his death railing against medical science and officials and calling covid a hoax he claimed it was like a cold or a light flu and that it doesn't spread from person to person that's a new one i haven't heard and uh, to prove his point he hosted two illegal gatherings back in april and died of covid a few days later a few days later a few days later jeez yeah, most of the, the stories here are people who were like, oh, watch me, I'm going to be safe, and then just died. Uh, yeah. You mentioned... And the hand of irony is very swift. <laughs> very much. You mentioned earlier, Cindy, Stephen Harmon. He was the 34-year-old, a member of Hillsong Megachurch, which mm-hmm. sounds like some horror movie shit. Uh, he was way into COVID denial stuff on Instagram and Twitter, uh, shared a bunch of memes saying he trusted the Bible more than Dr. Fauci, so he'd be fine. One tweet shortly before he died, got 99 problems, but a vax ain't one. And the last thing he did on social media was document his rapid descent toward death from COVID from his hospital bed it's in very so tasteful grand. black and white photos. Yes. Yeah. I like that he was still like, what filter should I use, though? Yep. Got to leave a pretty Instagram corpse. Mm-hmm. It's it's really interesting to see just like some of like the COVID deniers that are, you know, they kind of they tie it into like this religious belief thing. But it's like if if you're, you know, let's say a Christian and you believe that, you know, we are made in the image of God and we are doing God's will. Isn't the vaccine isn't, you know, cooperating with trying to make this all go away. Isn't that God's will? Isn't that kind of what we're it's just so it really fucks with my brain to be like just all the um the justification all the denial all that stuff just to make it fit into like your your cozy little narrative whatever there's a literal plague happening and you know what loves plagues the bible oh yeah it sure does there's literally a plague here and they're like mm, yeah but the no. plague is pc culture Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't I can't say the N word in my stand up routine and I deserve to say whatever I want on stage. There's also covid denier and evangelical Christian blues musician. Oh, Landon you, Spradlin. You mean Eric Clapton? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> he was an adamant covid denier. And to prove his point, he decided to go party at Mardi Gras. And by that, I mean he probably went there to evangelize to people who were drinking. Because if you look into his background, he's very much that. On the way back from New Orleans, 
fell ill, had to be hospitalized, died before he even made it back home. Yeah, he was an early one, too. That article was from March of 2020. He was, like, yeah. right at the beginning. Poor guy got really unlucky. It's, it sucks. The people who love to yell what you should be doing with your body don't like to be told what you should be doing with your body. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the irony I like right there. It's like, abortion is murder, but don't tell me about you. I shouldn't have to get a vaccine. Yeah, it's insane. We'll also link to a story of a guy named Tony Green. He was interviewed by the Washington Post. This is the one that got me, man. This is the one I felt genuinely bad for this guy because of how stupid he was. And then to watch how overjoyed he was to finally see his family. And then they all died. And he survived, which it's just like, yeah, live with that motherfucker. You have they to didn't live with all that die. Shit one of them, one of them died. Well, they all got COVID though the yeah. day after the gathering happened. Like the gathering wasn't even over. It was him, his partner, and his parents and his partner's parents. Yeah. So six people, and they were all like, you know what? This does. I don't know anyone who got COVID. Like now, were they vaccinated? That's the part I read through the article, and I didn't. I mean, obviously, you would assume no, this was they last did. summer. Yeah. yeah. This was last year, so they did, They weren't vaccinated, and they were just like, well, you know, it seems, I don't know anyone who got it. We should be fine if it's just us. They all immediately get COVID. One of them didn't find out until he had left to go attend the birth of his granddaughter, so that's real cool. Tight. And uh, his father-in-law died, and he described his father-in-law as, like, his best friend. And because mm-hmm. he died during COVID, the funeral was limited to 10 people and Tony Green couldn't go all because they decided they needed to have a six person gathering in the middle of a pandemic. That's the thing when you would see people flying like during COVID when we really weren't supposed to. And they were like, well, I haven't seen my family in a year. No one has. That doesn't make you special. Like, who do you think you are? I love how family values suddenly became a thing. Oh, sure, yeah. Like 2017, 18, 19, fucking, you got people that hadn't seen their family in three fucking years. And now all of a sudden, since you can't do it, that's why I love Americans where the, you, when you tell them they can't do something, they're like, oh, God, my rights, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, the, the virus doesn't care about your rights, friend. <laughs> no. No, and that's, that's, one, that's another thing, too. It's like I don't like anybody who tries to um, give human characteristics to uh, uh, to think like sent to not like non sentient. I'm, I'm struggling for the word, but what is it? Uh, da, 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 da. It's like when people say like kick Inanimate cancer's objects. ass. Hmm? Oh, yeah, like yeah. personification. There it is. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. I hate when people, this is the problem. People are personifying a disease yeah. when it doesn't give a shit. Like when yeah. people are like, let's kick cancer's ass. Cancer doesn't have an ass. It doesn't choose, you know, and that's the danger of, of talking about it like that. And that's people on the left as far as people on the right. Like, fuck, like COVID's a piece of shit. Mm, no, it's just a virus. It's a virus doing what virus does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just it's not Steve job. that lives next door to you that plays his music too loud. It's like, well, <laughs> fuck Steve. But Steve definitely isn't vaccinated. No, he is not. And he's blasting Kid Rock. How how about this uh, anti-vax nurse in Germany? Oh, oh, holy fuck. Did that? I literally read that first sentence and I was was bubbling with rage. Bubbling. She she was in charge of doling out COVID vaccines. And instead of injecting people with vaccines, she injected people with saline 
solution. Fucking monster. A fucking Which monster. isn't dangerous. That won't kill you. But COVID will kill you if you're not vaccinated, obviously. And at first she said she just did it for six people to cover for the fact that she dropped a bottle of vaccine and it broke. And then they started doing antibody tests on the people she gave vaccines to. And it was more like 8,600 people. What? So she underestimated the count yeah. just a little bit. My mind is blown over the logistics of this because she had to go out and get enough saline to inject into these people, enough syringes to inject these people with it. She really put in a lot of work just to inject people with saline. And was she running like a roadside pop-up vaccination booth? Like, was no one watching this one? Yeah. Come to Greta's vaccine tent. <laughs> Why is she pulling out this weird briefcase with all these needles in it? We gave her a box of vaccines yesterday. Yeah, or why is she drawing from a gigantic bottle of saline instead of the very small vaccine bottles that you would normally get it from? It's so funny to me, all the nurses that are anti-vax and people are like, how can you be a nurse and anti-vax? I'm like, did you know all the nurses that went to your college? Because I knew a lot of people that were, I'm going to nursing school. They were literally chugging vodka till four in the morning. Not, not, this is what happens when you make it easy to pass these exams. <laughs> you could make this argument too. It's how easy is it to become a police officer? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So do you think it should be that easy to become a nurse? Of course not. Like Depends this. on who you ask. Some people are like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's, it's too, I mean, it, it's, it's too precarious of a situation to just Checks let. and balances and mental health. Literally, like, you should have to pass mental health exams to become a nurse or a police officer. Yeah. Like in this case, did no one follow this woman on social media? Because she was posting a bunch of anti-vaccine shit before she somehow was handed the responsibility of vaccinating 8,600 mostly elderly people. That part should be mentioned also. This wasn't like her vaccinating a bunch of fucking 24-year-olds who were going to pull through probably no matter what. This was old people who needed Mm -hmm. it the most. Yeah. And like, if you want to be anti-vax, fine, but then why not? Like, if your whole thing is, oh, it's my body, it's my choice, I can do whatever I want, you can't tell me what to do. Well, why are you telling these people who want a vaccine what to do? They don't see it. They don't see it that the louder they are about their rights... They're literally trying to suppress the rights of other people. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that nurse with the fake vaccine shots, it, uh, I was fucking enraged. Enraged yeah, when so I read far, that. Yeah, so far there's because, no word on whether she's been charged with anything. Or oh, they won't even release her name. Yeah. There was no who she was at the bottom. And it's like, you, you're protecting the rights of this monster. Yeah. Dox her. <laughs> right. You're not going to believe this, but cops are also refusing to get vaccinated dun, dun, dun. in droves. I know, cops are usually so fucking level-headed. Wait a minute, you're telling me <laughs> that guys that wear thin blue line t-shirts are getting vaccinated? Get the fuck out of town, Adam. Yeah, who knew ACAB means all cops are bioterrorists? <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, there's one example, a survey of Denver police found a full 57% are not vaccinated. That's not good. In San Francisco, 160 out of around 700 deputies are not vaccinated. They and only Van have 700. Buren, that's, that's a thing I've said about San Francisco before. There, That's the one place I've ever been where I looked around and was like, this place could use more cops. Yeah. Like, there really well, that, are not any. Where the are they? Pe- people forget 
because you, you like well i travel all over the place and like people are like oh how you like living in hollywood california it's like you realize how red the rest of the state is there are literally dime-sized locations that are blue and then everything else is fucking red as a yes. tomato yes and one and of it's those the same thing with san francisco san francisco everywhere around san francisco rich white republicans Yep, and even one of those little spots of blue in L.A. had a fucking normer, uh, a former Nazi compound there that we immediately tore down 70 years after World War II ended. 2016, we took that thing down. It's called Murphy Ranch, I believe. It was in Santa Monica. Yeah, former Nazi bunker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's... Tasteful. That's definite. Yeah, that's definitely a thing with California is it has this reputation as being super liberal. But no, it's like San Francisco and L.A. are and yeah. everywhere mm-hmm. else. Total fucking crapshoot. And even oh, L.A., yeah. I've said so many times, the most segregated city I've ever lived in by far. And I've lived in South Dakota. I've lived well upstate New York. That was segregated in that the part I lived in was just all former cops yeah. and then me. So I felt like I was on an island. But well, it's LA the number, is like the numbers from Denver. Look, look at the numbers. You you hear Denver, you think Denver. Oh, fucking! It's weeds legal. Mushrooms are medically legal there. Denver. How have you been outside of Denver? You go ten minutes in any direction outside of Denver, and you've got Punisher skulls with Trump wigs on. That's yep. the stickers that are on the trucks. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of the whole country. Minnesota, like Minneapolis, is super liberal, but I mean, the police aren't. But you know, get outside Minneapolis, fucking bad times. So the on the bright side, oh, the Fraternal shit. Order of Police, the police union, has publicly said that the science is clear and that they recommend members get vaccinated. But they also added this. We are a union and we will defend our members. You cannot tell people what to do. It's still an individual and personal choice. That's Jim Pascoe, executive director of the Fraternal Order of Police. He also, I love this next line is just dripping with irony he called out miami police chief art acevedo for telling unvaccinated officers they should go work somewhere else this is his quote that's management by tantrum that's not going to work have a conversation and encourage officers but don't act childish he said referring to how we deal with adults who are scared to get a shot some real fucking pee pants behavior I, I, I was literally on a plane with a guy who had a fuck your feelings t-shirt on. And I'm like, that dude literally has the most feelings. So many. It's like it's like anger, self-hatred, still feelings, cupcake. Those are still yes. feelings. So yeah, police aren't doing the right thing in large part when it comes to COVID. Shocking. Believe that. Because that's the thing. It's just like who becomes police? Like what part of your makeup becomes police? It's in a lot of the in a lot of these places is it's these people who want to rain down law and order on, you know, like I bet you majority of the police in Denver are from the reddest locations. Like how often are 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 police recruitment programs going into the impoverished areas of any given metropolitan area and being like, hey, a police officer is a good job with benefits and you could really impact your community. No, it's these fuck sticks that were popular in high school and then never went farther than 10 miles away from where they grew up. And they're like, I need a gun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a minor form of celebrity. Mm-hmm. It really is though. Like it's either like the popular guy that kind of like peaked in high school or like just the sad, angry nerd. Yeah. 
And I will say this too. I mean, and it's such a smaller fraction, but I've got a direct example. Uh, I was was outside uh, outside of Baltimore and my buddy and I were coming home uh, from getting some food, and he got pulled over, uh, and we're both sober. And he got a field sobriety test from a lady uh, police officer, and she had her mask on her hip the whole time. She was giving him a field sobriety test, and the mask had donuts on it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> she's got a sense of humor. You know, I was thinking about myself. So he fails the field sobriety test because he's he was a he's a larger gentleman that just lost a hundred pounds, so his balance is all off, right? And uh, so he he finally gets to blow into the machine. He blows double zeros because I mean we're sober. And she goes, "Hey, you know, for being so cooperative, we're gonna let you go." And I said it. I was like, "Hey, I think your mask is cool. It's got donuts on it." And she goes, "Well, if they're gonna force us to wear them, might as well have fun with it." And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and she wasn't even wearing it at the time. Like if they're gonna quote unquote <laughs> force us to wear them, might as well have fun with it. She had it on her belt. Yep, oh the whole time. The whole on top fight, of the, gun. And she was yeah. like, she was, yeah, she was right in front of my, my guy who's doing the field sobriety test. Like he got pulled over for, for having a headlight out, which is a standard. It's two yeah. in the morning. You're getting pulled over. Like, that's not the issue is like, she literally had a mask on her hip and she was holding a pen and a light inches from his face. And then there's all the crazy ass regular people who are out here whiling out over COVID. It's not just the cops. No. Case in point, right here in liberal California, a parent beat a teacher during a dispute over COVID masks. Happened in the small town of Sutter Creek. East How you feeling of about that, Cindy? How you feeling about teaching the kids knowing <laughs> that a parent's going to fucking take you to the Royal Rumble? Oh, yeah, is God. this a thing you've had to deal with at all? Um, like upset parents? No, not yet. I'm. I haven't gone back quite yet. Like school did start, but no one needs a sub yet. Um, but I'm. I'm. I'm not looking forward to it because we got a. There's no option to be online anymore, like there was last year. Like half the kids were still online because the parents just chose to keep them at home. But now right. everyone has to be back in the classroom, and it seems like it's a, a real scramble to to figure out how this is going to work with social distancing and cases back up on the rise. I really wonder how it's going to be. I hope to not get punched out by anybody, but uh, I can be scrappy. Yeah, I'm vaccinated. My... <laughs> yeah, at least there's that. Yeah, this. Uh... This incident happened after school had let out for the day. Parent, this guy sees his kid coming out of school wearing a COVID mask. So he gets immediately salty and goes to confront the female principal like a real fucking hero. And a male teacher jumps in to, you know, keep her from getting punched in the face. And uh, he gets punched in the face a bunch instead. And the parent has just been banned from going back to the school. There was no arrest or anything the kid still gets to attend the school that that poor fucking kid i know yeah like imagine your first day of school and dad beats the shit out of a teacher and now you just gotta if i was that kid i'd like maybe not want to go to that school then there was another incident that happened right here in la at la city hall there was a stabbing at an anti-mask rally and uh tell me if this part sounds suspicious at all Captain Stacy Spell, an LAPD spokesman, confirmed that the counter-protesters involved in the fight were, quote, part of a far left-wing group called Antifa, end quote, but didn't confirm if any of the anti-vaccination protesters were affiliated with any organizations. 
This was a Proud Boys anti-mask protest. Yes. And everyone fucking knows it. But for some reason, the LAPD is just pointing out Antifa. Yeah, I love that they still think Antifa is a prolific thing. Yeah, they've, yeah. Made, they've made it into something to push an agenda. Instead, yeah. Instead of just being, being like, oh, these people are just anti-fascism. Right, which everyone should be. I mean, who's out here claiming they're pro-fascism? People on the right don't even do that. They are, but they don't really do they it. Don't, well, they don't see it, yeah. No, yeah. And, and they don't want to hear that when you're like, it means anti-fascist. They're like, no, no, but that's not what these people are doing. They're acting pretty fascist. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm done talking to you. There is also an insane rumor going around that COVID vaccines make a person magnetic. Anyone experience this? <laughs> Has metal been sticking to either of you since you got vaccinated? Because I haven't been vaccinated because of this rumor. Just joking. I got vaccinated a long fucking time ago. I mean, ago. if anything, that would make me want more vaccines. I could use some yeah. power. Absolutely. I would be With as popular as stores. fucking comic book nerd movies are, you're telling me this is a bad thing? It's not saying, like, you're going to be magnetized and things are going to attract to you and they're going to kill you. You're just saying a little, little magnetic power. That's all you're saying. And yet, you don't want that? Come on. Yeah, it sounds like it's given people, like, the ability to do parlor tricks. And who doesn't want that? Hey, you want to toss a spoon against my arm and see it stick? I've opened for many a magician on the road, and uh, I'm telling you, these motherfuckers would jump at that. I know. I really want to see. I'm like, teach me your ways. How did you make the thing stick onto you? What what did you, how'd you do that? Show me your sleight of hand. Yeah, someone did try it on the always reliable One America News Network. And she failed. A, A woman named Amelia Miller claimed she became a human magnet after getting the Pfizer vaccine. And she tried to demonstrate this live on the air, and it did not work. Apparently, one of the spoons stuck, but the other one did not. Yeah, because she has a sticky-ass arm. Yeah, she missed the spot yeah, where they covered where she put that. Mountain Dew. Yeah. yeah, that substance baseball just banned pitchers from using. She probably had a fucking swath of that on her arm. She, uh, This is a quote from the anchor on One American News Network after she tried her demonstration. I'm speechless. I'm just going to end the interview right there and say thank you for telling your story because it gets just more information out there and people asking questions about the legitimacy of this shot. How well does it work? This this reminds me of a part from that Tony Green article, um, the, the gentleman uh, who is a conservative gay man. <laughs> who was like, well, I'm used to going against the grain because I'm conservative and gay. Um, it said how he described how he gets his information. I don't know if you caught that, but he's like, I took a little bit from this. I took yes, a little bit from yes. that and I mush it all together. And that's where my truth comes from. Instead of like, hey, let's see where the common denominator is through all these news. Art. Like, like, like wh- how, how do I find out information is true? Uh, this sounds true. Oh, and this sounds true. And that sounds true. This, hey, what I got my opinion? This is all true. This ain't fake news. That's what these people are doing. They're they're cobbling together granules of things that make sense to them, and then calling it the truth. Yeah, one of the craziest things about QAnon. I mean, it's not crazy. It's it's actually a really brilliant move if you want sure. to indoctrinate a bunch of cult followers. But one of the first things QAnon tells people who who get on board is, all right. Uh, you want to do your own independent research. So uh, in order to do that, don't listen to any mainstream media outlets. Here's a list of people whose information you should believe. And it's like, in what world is that doing independent research, you fucking dunderheads? 
Like that is indoctrination. I I gotta give a lot of these people credit. Hell of a hell of a fucking job at at making people do the things that they want them to do. Hell of a hell of a manipulation job. The sales tactics are superb. You know, like but you watch that QAnon documentary on HBO, and it's like these this fucking this fucking 4chan nerd figured out a way to alter the opinions of a society. Like, that's fucking... It's horrendous. That's some Bond villain-level shit. But it just it just shows how easily manipulated the general public is. Yeah, what bothered me about that QAnon documentary is I feel like it did not go deep enough. I agree. Sure. You're right. Yeah. Like, leaving it at, oh, Jim Watkins did it, is like leaving 9-11 at, oh, well, the hijackers in the plane did it, and that's it. Like, there was mm-hmm. no other involvement. It's like... Yeah. Obviously, a lot of planning and forethought went into this operation prior to the person who launched it doing it. Mm-hmm. And QAnon is clearly the same thing. Like, he's not doing that to keep his website alive. He's not doing it for shits and giggles. There is something else going on. And I feel like knowing who it was just isn't enough. No, because the damage is already done. There's already the following. Even after the insurrection, even after, like, you know... Pence not being able to bring Trump back or whatever they thought was going to happen that day and revealing like, yeah, it's just this 8chan nerd and his dad that started this whole thing. It's, it's just like the damage is done. Yeah. Yeah. What's it going to take is my question. Yeah. What's it going to take for people to come back together again? And I don't, I, I don't know if there is anything, you know, like, like I, I travel the country and I see a lot more people than most you know, and it's like I've, right. I've had great shows in really high conservative areas. I've had great shows in really liberal areas. I've met wonderful people all over the place. And it's just but the, the broader scope, which gets portrayed to everybody is like my team versus your team. And you're like, well, fucking I got to pick a side. Like, it's not fucking sports. Right. Like, it's like I'm a diehard White Sox fan. You'll never see me root for the Cubs because oh, I'm from you. Chicago. You monster. Oh, yeah. I'm from, and we're I'm fucking from good right now, too, brother. We're fucking good. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Socks are great. I mean, but, but that's fuck, the thing. It's, the it's Sox, a but. fucking sports team. And I'll never yeah. forget yeah. The, 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 the moment I knew we were fucked as a country was 2016 prelims, prelims on, on the whole election. And it was like Car- Ben Carson was still in the mix. And I was working at an office at the time in, in central Illinois. And, and the Cubs I, I, were on their way to winning a World Series. They Go were. On. They were. And I, hey, I was happy for their happiness, but I wasn't rooting for them. And I turned to my deskmate to the right, who was a, 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 a preacher on the side and worked cuss serve with me just to make extra money, you know. And I go, hey, you know, who are you liking for this election coming up? And he's a Republican. He goes, well, I really like Dr. Ben Carson. And I said, okay. I said, what happens if Ben Carson doesn't get the nomination what if it's trump he goes well i've never not voted republican and that's the fucking problem it's a yep. my team versus your team i'm sitting here as a as a, a as a son uh, of, a, of a union mechanic who worked in the rail yards all his life okay a card carrying democrat and i'm sitting here telling you that if if anybody from the republican party in whatever election i'm voting on be it top down you know if they're the best candidate for the job I would consider. I would yeah. consider it because I have fucking free thinking and, 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 and I have 
what's called, uh, I don't have a bias if you can do the job better than that other person. And it's the same thing where it's like, I'm a Democrat. I'm only voting Democrat. It's like, that's why we're in the fucking position we're in. Because you keep voting through people that wear the hat that you fucking, that's part of your team. And that's why our country is fucked. Because you can't even consider someone from the other team being uh, the right person for the job. It's not just that we're fucked because of that. It also gives the government in general easy cover to never have to really do anything because there's always going to be one half of the country that supports it. But another half that's like, no, fuck that. We don't want to do it. A great example is nationwide broadband internet. Every administration since fucking George Bush has been trying to get that passed. And when George Bush did it, people on the left were like, we don't want George Bush building a national internet. And then when fucking Obama tried it, people on the right were like, we don't want that socialist building an internet. Trump tried it, and people on the left were like, no way, Trump can't build a national internet. Yep. Like, someone fucking needs to. Get over yeah, it. Poor, that poor would be people so... need access to information. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But like that's, broadband it doesn't push inter- the agenda. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, th- I think Republicans want rural areas to not have good internet you access you, edu- it, you, you educate the poor and they're able to vote cross lines yep. that, that's, that's why, what i'm saying it's like if you're an educated individual you can have a thought processes that goes oh, well that guy's republican but he's like right center and you know his track record of telling the truth and pushing for these policies now i might not agree with everything he says but that, that was like the whole that was my whole point when like bernie sanders was up the first time it was like Man, I might not like every single thing he motherfucking says, but for 30 years, he's been saying the same shit. The consistency is unmatched. So if you're not able to educate yourself and look at someone, regardless of the party that they hold, for consistency of message, which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I I still think Bernie would have beat Trump because a lot of Bernie bros ended up being Trump bros after sure. Bernie. Really, they were like, my guy's not in. I want I want the other extreme. I just want, yeah, to, I want hey, the world I, to burn. I, I saw I saw the, the dark night. Some man just <laughs> want to wash the world burn. Yucca, yucca. No. Yeah, that's, but did that's, those people really stay liking Trump after the switch? Or was it just like they voted that way and then they just kind of like, you know, backed up into the bushes like Homer? <laughs> I think a lot of them probably did because immediately after that, we set about telling anyone who voted for Trump that they were a stupid moron piece with of no shit morals. Yeah. And that's going to like you that that never has the outcome you think no. it's going to have. It's not like millions of Trump voters are going to go, oh, yeah, I am a stupid idiot. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, number one, people don't like admitting they're wrong, period. I'm, I I don't like it. It doesn't feel good to admit you're wrong and to clean up your side of the street. And we don't teach it. Like, we don't, yeah. like, it, that's, that's, not a, that's not a societal thing. Like, hey, this is what you do when you're wrong. And this is how you make an amends. You know, for example, like, I'll, I'll put it in terms that I, I can describe well because I've been sober about nine and a half years. Uh, completely sober. Don't drink. Don't do drugs. That That's just a choice that I had to make because my life was fucking crumbling. You want to know what's the hardest part about staying sober? Going back and making all the things right, all the wrongs I did, making amends to the people that I've harmed. It fucking sucks. It hurts to admit you're wrong. But you know what? I sleep like a fucking rock because I know I'm doing that to go back through everything. But no one wants to do the hard thing. Just like the people that don't think they're racist. They don't want to do the hard thing, which is like, maybe maybe I got to unlearn some of this shit 
Maybe you got to rewire my brain. No, it's like, it's like, oh, well, I don't do anything directly overtly racist to people of color, so I can't be racist. Instead of going, right. hey, maybe I need to unlearn some of the things that, for no fault of my own, because of the area I grew up in, I learned racist tendencies. You know, it's the unlearning of bad behavior that nobody is willing to do. And that that goes for the left as much as the right. Unlearning that maybe screaming at someone is not going to get them to do the thing. People screamed at me to get sober. They screamed at me. They're like, you're an alcoholic piece of shit. You're ruining the family. You're stealing from, you're a fucking hog. You need to get sober. Didn't do it until I hit the bottom in my soul that was like, oh, fucking, I got no one else to point the finger at. It, the blame is on me. That's when I got better. But no one's willing to do that. Everybody yeah. just wants to scream into each other. And like everybody thinks they're one hot Facebook comment away from changing the world. And it's fucking dog shit. Sorry. Yeah. I get real heated about that. It's just <laughs> that the inability of the people to see that we all need each other. You know? Oh, yeah, totally. It really just kind of feels like everyone's like generational trauma is like imploding and yeah. just yeah it, it's very much like whose hand is going to be at the very top but it's just like so many people just lack like that kind of self-awareness where you're like i'm at rock bottom i need to do something now it's it, yeah no one no one wants the the mirror they want the the funhouse mirror that's going to mm -hmm. make them look a little bit better yeah no one yeah. wants to admit that we are as a society at a political rock bottom absolutely and oh, people yeah, keep 100%. people keep trying to narcan this country's political, uh, you know, uh, totality. You like, like your Narcan being the thing that revives heroin addicts from overdosing, you right. know, like there's no, like, what's it going to take, you know, and people yeah. are like, Oh, we haven't been unified as a country since nine 11. it's like, yeah, but we still hated Brown people at that time. Like we still were like, we're all Americans except for yous. Right. So, uh, weirdly enough, Despite all the anti-vax and anti-mask rhetoric, there is one place where Republicans think COVID is very, very real, and that is the border. And no, not the northern border, of course. The, the southern border, the one we share with Mexico. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. There, Republicans definitely think COVID is real. Trump recently put out a statement claiming that, quote, nearly 7,000 immigrants who tested positive for covid have passed through a Texas city that has become the epicenter of the illegal immigration surge. Not true. If you uh, cross the border and test positive for COVID, you are quarantined, as uh, anyone would be. And there was a video that accompanied this statement from Trump. And what the video actually showed was migrants who had tested negative for COVID and were being put on a bus back out of the country. So not only were these people not coming into the country, they didn't have COVID, but right-wing types are seizing on this. Nevertheless, if he can, can anyone believe that? Did anyone see this turn coming? Shocking. Immigrants bring disease to the country. That's what a new strategy. It's for, so hack. It really is. Like it's like the yeah. fucking street jokes of racism really at this is. point. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's really just. I'm going to repackage the same shit that I, we're saying just in applying it to this and applying it to that and applying it to, you know, if anything, it's just like we need to put vaccines at the border. Yeah. I mean, would would Republicans be mad at that if if you tried to cross the border into this country and we're like, OK, show us your proof of vaccination. And if you're not vaccinated, you just fucking vaccinate them then. 
You think Republicans would be mad at that? Would they be like, you can't force those immigrants to get vaccinated? I doubt it. Uh, they'd be like, shoot it in my taint. I just want to <laughs> get to a country where I have a chance. Yeah, that's the thing people never get about trying to make it hard for people to migrate to your country. They're usually fleeing areas where they're like, man, I'll sleep on your fucking streets. You kidding me? That's fine. So much better than where I'm coming from, yeah. especially we'll, in We'll live Europe. 16 in a studio apartment because yeah. it's much better than where we were. Yeah, much safer. A country built on immigrants can't stand immigrants. Yeah, the, and the, this is really becoming a thing with the right. Sean Hannity called the border, quote, the biggest super spreader, end quote, which I'm assuming is what prompted him to tell his viewers to get vaccinated. Uh, ben Shapiro has a whole fucking outlet of his own called Daily Wire. So that's cool. He claimed in a recent headline, COVID positive illegal immigrants flooding across the border. The National Review swears, quote, this is the reality. The federal government is successfully terrifying people about COVID while it is shrugging at the thousands of infectious illegal aliens who are coming into the country and spreading the virus. Well, if COVID's fake, how are they getting it? What the fuck is happening? Well, that's the thing is it's not fake because, you know, Trump got it. Their family members got it. But, oh, but it was over in May. How come it's still going on? It must be these illegals, Hmm. these migrants. Well, yeah, Yeah. they've shifted the narrative. It's not not it's not not real. It's just not not as serious. Yeah, that's been really the the through line for that's, this. That's it's the not pedal that back. serious. Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah, pedal back. It's, it's like the flu. And, and no, you know, and the sad the thing flu is, kills people. The sad thing is, for some individuals, depending on your chemical makeup, it is not that serious. Depending on the the viral load that you get, and viral load is hilarious to me. Depending <laughs> on the viral load you get, and depending on your chemical makeup, it can range from mild to you die. Yeah, that I think that was one of the most underrated and underreported details about COVID is that the severity of the case you get has to do with how much of the virus enters your body. Mm-hmm. So if you're exposed to it just in passing, it's probably not going to be as bad as if you go to a fucking bar in downtown Nashville and fucking hoot and holler with hundreds of patrons until two o'clock in the morning. Then you're probably all fucking getting COVID and it's going to be bad. So like just these minor things, like just fucking stay away from people. If you don't want to get vaccinated, just do that. Like having all these right wing motherfuckers been dreaming about the day when they can just go to a mountain and live with their fucking guns and be (laughs) off the grid and free of the libs. Do it. Go, go fucking do it, please. This is your chance. And no one's taking it because they want to get their fucking hair done or whatever people are protesting about. Remember that? One of those early lockdown Uh protests. There was a woman holding a sign saying, like, I want to get my fucking hair done. I've never never known oppression like not being able to go see Cindy. my beautician oh my god uh yeah the the national or the the washington washington examiner did the exact thing cindy mentioned uh back in may they ran a headline COVID is over so get over it and then just recently biden hypocrisy endangers american lives on southern border and that article said this incoherent contradictory policy undermines both public health and the rule of law and it will get innocent people killed so yeah we're fucked i mean covid's never going away no at this point no because especially now it's such a wedge issue people can use it to get votes we had an article 
in the notes earlier about how Ron DeSantis is basically the new Trump. And I didn't have the heart to fucking carry on after this part. But that's pretty true. Like, Republican politicians are just seizing on this as a way to get elected, knowing it's going to kill people. But since when have they not? No, yeah, like, they're going to mimic. All the... They see what works. They see, yeah, what, that's they what... see what works and they're going to replicate it. It's just the same as you go to any fucking open mic and you see comics doing like Louis C.K.-esque bits or like Doug Stanhope-esque bits when they're like three months in the comedy. It's because they're trying to replicate what they see works. You know, and and not I'm not saying I'm not saying anything to the to the degree of like I like those comedians. I'm just saying you take people with no experience in any issue and they see someone who's been successful pushing an agenda and they're like, well, I'm going to I'm going to copycat that agenda because it sells. Yeah. Yeah. And it it really is selling with politicians now. And that part, like all the anti-Islam stuff in the 2000s was the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like people rallied around it like it was the most patriotic thing to do. And it's like, you realize we're just going to send our kids off to die. Mm -hmm. And then there's not like we learned for 20 years, for 20 years, we learned nothing from Russia invading Afghanistan. We're we're, going to do it for 20 years. And then we're going we're gonna to pull them out and then we're going to yeah, see what happens. That's a very complicated situation. Like, I know everyone want, has been wanting us to pull out of the Middle East for a long time, but it's like, what do we do when we've caused all the problems? Right. And now we're just going to get the fuck out of there and be like, they're your problems. Yeah, now. I mean, this is a whole nother episode for sure. But it's just oh, like, yeah. Yeah. We, you, you literally have veterans from Afghanistan that are like, yeah, what do you think was going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. It's and it, it reminds me a lot of the immigration debate in this country where the one thing that never gets acknowledged is, well, why are people coming from Central America in droves to the United States? Is it because we destabilized their government way back in the 80s and have never stopped doing it ever since? Yes. Like we put those situations in place that forced people to migrate here. Even Mexico, fucking NAFTA. We went and put auto plants on all the agriculture land. And then we're like, why are Mexicans coming here to take our farm jobs? It's because we took their farm jobs, you dummies. Mm-hmm. How and- is the Taliban so well armed and trained to overthrow <laughs> an entire government <laughs> that took 20 years to build? Hmm. Could it be that we armed and trained them? Dun, dun, dun. That'll do it. Yeah. That will do it every time. Yeah, it's it's a fucking nightmare. The the last it does, thing it doesn't take any, it doesn't take any scratching of the surface too deep to 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 find that we armed and trained the Taliban. And this is not some crazy wild lefty libtard <laughs> cuck opinion. We literally armed and trained them. And of course, they've had twenty years to get better at at what they do. Yeah, the last thing I want to mention about covid and immigration this notion that biden is just flinging the doors of the southern border open for immigrants to pour in it's like what we're doing related to immigration didn't start under trump it started under obama and biden so this notion that he's going to be better and just is going to open the floodgates yeah, of this he country. Yeah, he hasn't done absurd. shit with DACA since taking office. Like, and this yeah. this is another thing too. It's just like you know, like I said, Democrat left leaning. Biden's a fucking dum dum. He's yes. a dum dum, and he's he's literally had to sign a piece of paper to make the DACA situation better. Hasn't done it. 
hasn't done shit. Yeah, the same thing with the, I mean, we're getting a little off course, but the the 2020 election fraud documentary that that MyPillow fuckstick made, <laughs> his, his whole whole basis for that is well china stole the election because all their agenda would be so much easier under biden that takes about two minutes of research to refute obama and biden were significantly harder on china trump talked a good game about china but everything he did just raised the prices of chinese goods in this country they didn't do anything in return and we lost hundreds of thousands of jobs and that's tough on china like China's building fake islands in the South China Sea and Obama and Biden are like, don't do it. Don't do it. We'll fucking we're going to defend the Philippines. They suck, too. But we're going to defend the Philippines. And Trump was like, fucking build them. What do I care? So any notion that there is this machine in place to stop Trump from achieving his goals by putting Biden in office is nuts. Trump and Biden are not that different Trump didn't rent to black people when he was a landlord in the 70s. Biden wrote the fucking crime bill that disproportionately incarcerated black people for like 15 to 20 years. More than that. So no, like, I, who's, who's better? Well, and this is, I, 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 this is the point. Like, I was literally on stage and I do this bit about, uh, about homeless folks. And I said literally this. I said, in California, we got a governor. And he's kind of a dillweed. His name's Gavin Newsom. And this lady yells, no, he's not. <laughs> and I'm like, I literally just said he's a dillweed. I wasn't saying recall Newsom. I, I said dillweed. And this lady screamed at me because I said that he was a dillweed. And that's the problem. Saying that Biden's not much better than Trump, you're going to get a lot of people that are on the left. You're, you're a Trump supporting piece of shit. I'm like, no, I didn't say that. No, I just oh. said there's not. Yeah. yeah. You basically got uh, yeah, a poopoo head, and she's like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. I said he's a dillweed dill- is a spice, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I said he's a dillweed, and I was just I was trying to make the point that it's very cruel of him to support the anti-camping legislation for the homeless. That's a dillweed move. And Gavin Newsom did it to himself. Like I'm, I'm probably not going to vote to recall him Neither just because I. I know the alternative won't yep. be great. All most trash likely. guys just vote no, and I, yeah. I don't know what to do about the second part, but. It's all trash. But vote, vote no on the recall. If you're if you're in Southern California or California in general, if you're in California and you can vote, vote no on the recall. That's a hundred percent. We're going to get a correct. new one next year anyway. It doesn't matter. He's at a dill same, but let's yeah, just ride this time, dill weed out. Yes. And at the same time, he did this to himself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like you can't tell people to shelter indoors and not and eat then at go, restaurants. Yeah, go to your fucking winery, you fucking chud. And then be spotted at French Laundry, a place that's impossible to get into even when COVID's not happening, and you have the most expensive meal of your entire life? Mm-hmm. People it's are going to be mad. Some real Sorry. dillweed behavior. What a fucking dillweed. What a poo-poo head. You didn't bring back any leftovers for us. Yeah, I've never even eaten at French Laundry. <laughs> Take all of California to French Laundry if you don't want to get. I've recalled. only done American <laughs> yes. Laundry. I don't. <laughs> so yeah, the the last thing about immigration, uh, a recent Axios poll found that thirty six point nine percent of the unvaccinated blame quote foreigners traveling in the U.S. end quote for the recent surge in COVID cases as they board their planes to Puerto Vallarta. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I gotta so, go to Cabo, but these foreigners. So I think that's an episode. We did it. Thank you both so much. This was a long one. We covered a lot of ground. We had a lot to say. I apologize for going on so many rants. 
but uh, no, it's fine. This there's no way there weren't going to be rants on an episode yeah. like this. Good, good rants, Even if Dave. we had a, we like the rants. Oh, thank, thank you. Uh, I get self conscious when I get over caffeinated that I'm <laughs> rambling. I'm and on then, my way. <laughs> and then I'm sure there will be rants next week when we do the. Uh, the episode where I let COVID deniers have their say. Just well, joking. This is not the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, come that on, not man. Come on. You don't. You <laughs> don't want to hear. You don't want to hear Jimbo Stevenson tell you why he prays the COVID away. Yeah, that that's the thing. People are like, do your research. I'm like, listen to my podcasts. I do all the fucking research. I watch your kooky documentaries and I do episodes about them. I have seen the same shit you've seen. And no, Democrats are not a cabal of sex traffickers drinking a green adrenochrome. I'm sorry. Anyway, that's our episode. Yeah, that's how Do you end it. Think- adrenochrome is always a good way to end any episode. Oh, absolutely. I think we ended a, another recent episode talking about adrenochrome. And someone corrected me on the Patreon because I wasn't exactly right in where adren- adrenochrome comes from. And they were like... It's just important to know these facts because then you can use it to pick these people's theories apart. And it's like, yeah, is that helping? Is that, are you yeah, really the, changing the black, a lot of QAnon minds? The black market by... adrenochrome trade. <laughs> that's, that's, that's adrenochrome, the, that, it's not yeah, that's what you think. That's the brick that's going to smash through the window. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> yep. like uh, the, the stuff they fed the plants in um, Idiocracy. What was that actually called? Electrolytes. It's what plants crave, Cindy. They just fed like Gatorade in that movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, idiocracy is scary now. It's not comedy anymore. No, no, it's for real. <laughs> yeah, it's very scary. Uh, well, thank you both. Do we do we have anything to plug before we get out of here, Cindy? How about you? I mean, just follow me on social medias. I'm at Cindy Aravina Jr. on everything. That's C I N D Y A R A V E N A J R, and I post stuff sometimes. Yeah. Dave. Uh, you can follow me on all the socials at Yates Comedy, Y-A-T-E-S Comedy. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. I'm doing sketches on TikTok people seem to like. Um, and uh, you won't find me on Facebook uh, for another 14 days because I'm in Facebook jail for making jokes. Uh, so follow my other social media accounts. And if you really want to support me directly, uh, free and easy, uh, well, not free, but an uh, easy way you can do that is uh, you can buy hot sauce from me. I make and sell my own brand of hot sauce called Ha Ha Hot Sauce. And you can go to hahahotsauce.com. This is not a joke i am a comedian that makes and sells his own brand of hot sauce and it helps pay my bills so hahahotsauce.com fuck yeah i fuck with some hot sauce have to buy some of that off you dave yeah i'm gonna check that out i made, uh, just made some money that's right <laughs> um you know you can you can follow i guess you can follow me on twitter but i like i'm even more not fucking with twitter than i used to now uh you can never follow me on facebook again for the rest of your life i still have a page but go ahead friend me see how long <laughs> it takes me to even look at that shit uh instagram I guess it exists. I'm thinking of getting rid of that, too. I have all of these things for the network, so, like, I can just tweet from there if I need to. Like, I keep the Twitter because I am verified and I got a decent following and I want the world to know that people like me. I just don't want to use that shit or talk to any of the people who like me. That's all. But, hey, follow me. Follow me nonetheless. In uh, patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech, you can subscribe and uh, hear a bunch of bonus episodes or uh, hear these episodes without annoying ads in the middle of them. Take your pick, or just keep listening for free. I love you all the same. And uh, I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Dave, say goodbye. Goodbye. Cindy, say goodbye. Adios. Adios.
Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Street.